As we look at Numbers 11 and the story of this Asafsuf, this gluttonous Erev Rav, the Medrash tells us the Asafsuf is the Erev Rav. Uh, Rashi says, Pirish Rashi, what were they really complaining about? Uh, on family matters, meaning don't think they were just worried about a stake. They were al iske mishpachot, meaning arayot. They suddenly were told all the laws about not marrying your sister, not having relations with your mother-in-law or your auntie or this or that. And so they were really complaining about the arayot. Okay. Now, they called it al iske mishpachot. Yes. Lama harayoso. And they, they called that meat, right? Al iske. No, no. Um, they called it tava. That's the point. The drush goes on the word the riffraff hitavu tava. And Rashi says tava. That's not meat. Well, it does in Deuteronomy. It says But the commonest reason for tava is sexuality in the Gemara. So they were really worried about the arayot. Okay, now. Why were they so upset? So they complain and say in verse 6, Our soul is dried away. Ain't cold. There is nothing built el haman einenu. There's nothing except this manna. Why are they complaining about the manna? And they, they continue to say, you know, this manna will eventually swell in our stomachs and kill us. Is there anyone born, this is Gomorrah in Yuma 75, of a woman, Yelit Isha. Yelud Isha, I love that expression, right? Born of a woman, meaning normally a person who's born of a woman is subject to all the physiology uh, that a woman pr produces in a person, including digestion and excretion. The manna eventually will swell in our stomachs. Is there anyone born of a woman who ingests foods but does not expel waste? This supports the Gemara's claim that the manna did not create any waste. A beautiful reference to Tehillim. So something that is completely absorbed in the 248 organs of the body. It meant that the manna went in, but nothing came out. Every bit of it was completely absorbed. So if it was completely absorbed, there was no excretion. And so the complaint was, what kind of a human being can eat without excreting? What kind of food is this manna? We're sick of it. There's no excretion. But what they really were complaining about was what? The manna was round like coriander seed and it looked like crystal. And it tasted like whatever you wanted it to taste. So why are they asking for meat? The manna could taste like meat. Let them eat manna. And so this Asafsuf are complaining about something deeper. And that's what I what once brought me to two Hasidic masters, and I want to compare the two. One is the Priha Aretz. Uh, the Priha Aretz was one of the first generation Hasidut 
masters, Hasidic masters. Um, he knew the Baal Shem HaKadosh. And the other is the Chuas Chain. Now, the question that they're going to be arguing about is, They craved, not for the meat, not for arayot, forbidden sexual relations, and certainly the manner was what it tasted like, whatever you wanted to taste like, according to the Midrash. So it couldn't have been something that they were tasting. And they want to answer the question that's posed by all the Mepharshim, Hitavu Tava, they craved a craving. Well, which craving? It's a redundancy. So what is the craving for a craving? That is their, their hermeneutical question to which they will answer with a very deep pshat, a deep drush. The reason that they said it was um, uh, was um, arayot, according to Rashi, sorry, I forgot to tell you, was the words bocher, they were crying, but then it says lemishpachosam. Why are you crying to your families? Go and cry to the Rabbodish cry to Moshe. What's bocher lemishpachosam? Oh, Rashi says it's not le mishpachosom. They were crying to their families, but they were crying regarding their family relations that were now forbidden to them. That's the taiva that Rashi is saying. So the priorit dives in and says, Moses uh, questions God after that. Loma hariosa, vim kocha osa li. Moshe is protesting not the fact that they have a taiva, but that why is God causing this problem for him? What do you want from me? It's actually, in Moses' response, is one of the most emphatic protests that Moshe ever uh, approaches the divine with. And so the Indian that the Priorit inquires uh, of, he starts with his exposition. He says there's a mission in Ovos, Bechol, Yom, Batkol, Yotes, Mehar, Chorev, Umachrezes. There, everyone knows that the Mishnah in Ovos, that a, uh, a, a Batkol, an echo, emerges from Har Sinai on a daily basis, and it's saying the following announcement. Oy lahem labrias me'el shel Torah. Woe to the children of man because of the forsaking of Torah. Because anyone who's not considered studying and horroving in Torah uh, is considered a waster. So why is he quoting this Mishnah novice? Yadua. Now he's going to tell us Yadua. It's everybody knows. And as Shlomo Kalabach used to say, everybody knows. And if it was everybody knows, you know it was the biggest Chiddush. He's bringing us a Chiddush. And the Chiddush comes from Kabbalah, uh, originally from the Bahir, Shishi, and the Ramban, Shishim Rebo Nishamas Yisrael, that there are 600,000 uh, souls that emerge from the goof of Adam Kadmon, Ukemokain Osias Torah, and the 600,000 souls that have to get recycled till Adam Arishon has been Metukan, the Tikkun of, of the Chet of Adam Arishon. These 600,000 souls are paralleled with the 600,000 Osius in the Torah. I once told you someone counted them and they aren't, but it doesn't matter. That there were 600,000 letters given at Har Sinai that comprised of the Torah. 
And every soul, we once talked about this with the slonomer, every soul receives one letter of the Torah at Har Sinai. And the slonomer, remember, said that the, 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 the Yid has to spend his life looking for his missing piece, looking for that letter, because when he finds it, the slonomer says, it will guide him. I'll never forget that beautiful slonomer Torah. So there are 600,000 Shomas, 600,000 letters, She'oraisa kutshubrich of Yisrael kulachat. And then he makes the claim from the Zoya 353, that the Torah, the letters of the Torah, Am Yisrael that receives the letters of the Torah, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu that animates the letters of the Torah are all one. Yisrael, hein, hein, HaTorah. So the goof of the Torah is Am Yisrael. The neshama of the Torah is the letters of the Torah. And the animation of those letters is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now he carries on. Same Zoyar. Shehain Osios. God created the world with ten statements. Midrash, ten statements. Bracious Borolokim, Yehi Or, Yehi Mavdil, ten utterances. And those utterances were a form of speech. And that speech required language. As Sasur says, it's a speech act. Language is not just speech. It's speech, language, act. It is the letters that are being articulated. And there is nothing in this world, as our Rabbi Konsei tells us, that doesn't have the osios, the letters that enliven it. So here's a bottle. And this is made up of the periodic table of elements, carbon, whatever plastic's made of, there's liquid in it. But in addition, that's the physical osios. The letters of Torah are the spiritual periodic table. Bak book. Bak book is a bottle. The letters base, kuf, base, kuf, are the spiritual animus that animates those letters. Shehem me'amruk ma'amorashel kodesh baruch So when God creates the universe, it's not just the Big Bang and the physical universe made up of the atomic particles of metals and periodic table, but his speech in our sacred text animates using the letters of his speech, which are now the letters of Torah given to the Yidans Neshamas, they animate everything in the world that exists. Now, he makes this amazing statement. Let's say the osseous are hidden and they can't be recognized. I don't see the osseous of Bakbuk in this, although the Alta Rebbe on his deathbed tells the Mittler Rebbe, what do you see? And he sees, I see the koros, the beams of the ceiling. And, and the Alta Rebbe had become so refined spiritually that he says, oh, really, I could only see the kuf vavresh aleph, the kora, the beam, the letters of the beams. But if those letters are in hiding and not recognizable, hinei ha'odom ha'medaber, for instance, I have a thought 
But I haven't articulated that thought in language. I just have a heora. Mm, I'm trying to find that word. I'm trying to articulate what I'm feeling. Then So then they just remain in potentia and they're not recognizable. Okay. Now, like say, I'm going through the motions of my ritual behavior. This is the Hasidic revolution. And I am steiging in learning or I'm performing a mitzvah. Then, if he is able to access the letters that are particulate, the makeup of the words that he is studying. He's breaking it down. He's not just saying, Bracious Baral Kim. He is connecting to the base and the resh and the aleph and the shin as vehicles, because remember, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Osios and Neshamas are connected and it's not just by rote, but he's connecting to the inside of the letters, which is the Hakadosh Baruch Hu that animates them. Then he will be ensured because then he won't be trapped by the externality of the letters and the words, the erudition, the scholarship of it all. But he'll be able to get into the actual spirituality of the text itself. This is the revolution of Hasidut. Anshe Mulumada, learning Torah by rote, learning Torah for ulterior motives, learning Torah to become a scholar is the biggest problem because you're not feeling Yiras Hashem Al Panav. Those letters of the Torah were given with volcanic eruptions on Har Sinai. And you need to access that volcano of spirituality so that you feel the fear that comes from it. Otherwise, it's just a dry text. It's kind of letter mysticism we're talking about that Moshe Idel talks about that goes all the way back to Abulafia. Now he goes back and says, now that is the echo that comes out from Har Chorev every day. That's the echo. Remember, the Baal Shem Tov had said to him, you know what that echo is? Every time a Yid has a Hirhur Tshuva, every time a feel, Yid feels that, oh, I should have done that. Oh, why am I not a better Yid? Oh, that Hirhur came from that broadcast that's broadcast daily from the radio Har Chorev. But culture Yotim Har Chorev, now the, the Prioret says, Haim, the bat kol is what? Well, it's an echo. It's an echo that hasn't yet been manifested. It's in potential, like the letters of my thought before I articulate them. Those are the latent osius of Torah in my brain. They are now They are the ones that are proclaiming and pushing me and giving me the hirhur. Now, if you can't hear it or you're not able to or you're not willing to hear that voice, that inner articulation that hasn't yet become an osios of dibur, 
Then the bat Kol says in the Mishnah of us, Oil Loi, woe is to him for forsaking the Torah. Okay, now let's go back to Moshe and understand what his complaint was to God. It was a justified uh, problem that God had with the Asafsuf, the riffraff. So what is he complaining about? Moshe Hoyohadas shall call Israel. We know in Kabbalah that Moshe is the sphere of Tiferes and the hidden sphere of Das, the Das of Am Yisrael. And the people in the Midbar are called a Dordea. They were a generation of Das. Shehem Shishim Riba Neshamas. He represented in his being all 600,000 Neshamas. Tikuni Zoya. Vehine Haman. Remember the bear was from Miriam. The Anane Akovod was from Aaron. And the Mon this coriander seed was from the schus of Moshe. Lahachios mm-hmm. es Yisrael, to keep Am Yisrael alive, belechem min shehu ruchani. Don't think that this mon was something gashmias. The bracha they used to make, the Gemara tells us, on mon was hamotzi lechem min not hamotzi lechem min which was ruchani. Tam levad kol and that's why the tam of the mon is whatever you wanted it to be. It was a spiritual thing that allowed you to imagine any kind of taste. Shehu achayas levad belishum geshem. Just amazing idea that it was the chius alone, the vitality of the coriander seed, not the literal coriander seed itself that allowed it to be so in your head before its articulation in lettering, in your imagination, that it was able to be whatever you wanted it to be because it had no gashmias. It was everything in potential. How is it that he was able to accomplish that? The prioritz goes back to this taiva because Moshe stopped all taiva within himself. He was Polish from his wife. Therefore, as the tzaddik representing all the 600,000 neshamas, he was able to be mashpia, the mon, to klal Yisrael, because he had devoided himself of any kind of gashmias. That's why the Mechilta says, Torah can only be given to those who eat mon. Very, very obscure statement. He does a dazzling explanation. The reason that only Torah could be understood in its real way to those who eat mon is precisely because the Achila of Mon is a spiritual Achila. It has nothing to do with Gashmias. So that's it. Yisrael Now, when Am Yisrael is eating the Mon, Poska Zua Moson. Not only at Har Sinai was the Zuama, the filth from the serpent, from the Gashmias of this world removed, eating the Mon was an antibiotic for that Gashmias. Velonitavu. They had no taiva when eating the mon. The nitkashru l'shum taiva, the avas gashmits, bilti Hashem levad. 
The mon had the ability to take away any type of desire for the physicality of this world only for the divine. And now the punchline. Aval hasafsuf, the riffraff, they are the Erevrav. They're the riffraff that came along for the ride. The joyriders, the looters, not the protesters, the 1%. They were not B'nai Yisrael, meaning they didn't have that genetic connection to the letters. But they also ate the man, so maybe the man was a good antibiotic for them. Yes, and guess what they complained? It's a dazzling interpretation of the pshat. Why isn't it that they were hitavu lebasar? Because they were eating the mon. They didn't have a taiva for, for flesh. So then what did they have a taiva for? They were longing for their original taiva. The mon was stopping them having any taiva. Pirush shehitavu, they were longing. Sheyelohem tava viava gashmias. Amishel didn't have that. It was gone because they were so connected with their souls, with the letters of Torah, and therefore the divine, all one. The Asafsuf did not have that third ingredient of the letters of their neshamas. And so even though the Mon was able to get rid of their taiva, they had still a hankering to have a taiva. They couldn't live their life in this state of Das. So therefore, afterwards they said, okay, give us some Bosar. We want to experience the experience of Tava. Hit Avu Tava. Now, the Chuas Chain says something similar, but with a different spin. The Chuas Chain says, Voha Asafsuf, the riffraff, all the Mepharshim say, yes, that they were lacking the desire and they were asking for the desire. Now, the Indian, he says, since the Lmon was called Lechem Hakilukel, it's this loathsome. What do you have to give us this loathsome? It's described as loathsome. Hakilokel. That means that it's like, it's so loathsome because, as we said in the Mechilta, the Gemara also in Gittin 56 says, it has an entrance, like a gnat has an entrance hole, but has no exit hole. According to the Gemara, the gnats had no excretion. This, this stuff goes into us and we, can't, we can ingest it and nothing comes out the other end. That's the kill locale. It's so loathsome that we don't have normal physiological behavior. Now he goes on a different tack than the, the priority. He goes, now you should know that going in and not coming out isn't just about the miracle of the mon, but the mon represents 
everything that we digest in food, because food itself, Kabbalistically, has a chiyutz and a nitzutz of kedusha. It has this sacred spark that fell from the shviras hakelim, and our job by digesting is to extract the good, and the psolus gets excreted. Vuhumazona nefesh. And what gets absorbed, the nitsutsis akadoshas, is called soul food. Mazona nefesh, kabur. Ki al kol mitzvahs piyashim yichayr. Vezeu dafke, and this in our fallen state in Galut, where we have the mixture of good and evil, and we have to eat and digest, is only kishe ochel kama shetzarich lebriyut haguf. A person who's a Talmud Chochem only eats leochel sovei nafshu. He doesn't gorge himself. So he eats just sufficient lavodas Hashem, and kishe ochel lemalos tavoso habahamias adaraba. On the other hand, if someone just to eat to gorge himself mm-hmm. to fulfill his own so then the food spiritually damages him. But the mon There was no psoles. It was from Ganadan. It was from the Tal of Triad. It was from this divine dew that had no psoles. So therefore there was nothing left to extract from it. That's what the Safsuf were asking for, the riffraff. That they wanted that Cheshek of Ataro, and they wanted to be able to do that Avodas Habirurim, to be able to extract the good from the bad. So it's a different spin from the Chuas Chain as to what the rationale for the Safsuf is. That is, we should learn a Heskel Haskel Musur. We have to take Musur from this to be constantly taking our food the way the Mon gave it to us. And we should be able to digest spiritually, unlike this riffraff. Have a great week, everybody.